All episodes of the Real Women in Business podcast reflect the opinions and views of the guest and Cass McCrory and do not reflect official policy or position of employers or clients. Thank you. You're listening to the Real Women in Business podcast. I'm your host, Cass McCrory, and in this podcast, we highlight women in all kinds of businesses. For yourself, someone else, full-time, part-time, overtime hustle, Together, we will learn from and with one another. And if we get it right, it'll lift us all. Let's get into it. Friends, today we're talking to Lisa Caprelli. She is a children's author of the Unicorn Jazz series and an author of many more books as well. Uh, This is a really awesome conversation. You're going to come out of this feeling like you've just read your own children's book inspired on focusing on what you can do and really looking at, you know, what your next step is and using your voice. You've got an impact to make and Lisa is inspiring and helping you make yours. I love this conversation. I know you will too. Let's get into it. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Kath. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I think we'll start the way we always do. Tell me a little bit about you and what you do in the world. Yes, well, present day, I'm a children's author. I have published um, 16 books and counting business books. Seven are in the Unicorn Jazz children's book series. Um, I actually changed my life about three years ago to go full time into the children's brand world um, of business and then going into schools and spreading the great messages of reading, writing, literacy and messages to elementary school age children. Um, And my prior background was 26 plus years in marketing and branding and PR, helping numerous businesses. I've worked with over 150 150 CEOs and brands to help their uh, business and visions, you know, catapult into success as a a business and CEO would. Uh, And after having that success formula for them and, and really becoming friends with all these amazing people and then doing a two and a half year uh, research and uh, publish a book called Skip a Step, Imparting Wisdom for Young Entrepreneur Minds and getting all this great wisdom from different people. Like I'm sure you have on the show when you meet different leaders and people that, that are doing great work in the world that always comes from trial tribulation and asking great questions like, what is the meaning of life to you? What would you tell your you know younger self, your seven-year-old self? And it was from all these this amazing um, stories that I knew that I could have the opportunity to do what I love and give my voice and lending back to the world. And, and my number one thing I love to do is writing. And, be, and that's probably because I was, I grew up really shy, like my character, Unicorn Jazz. My, I always say as a young child, my only voice was on paper. So I've learned how to speak now and I'm so grateful that I, I've, uh, you know, uh, used education and followed great people and learned. And I feel like we are all lifelong learners and we are here to support and lift one, one another up. I love that. There's so much in there that I want to unpack, Lisa. I don't even know where to start, but I think I just want to, I just want to start with this idea of your first voice was on paper. That is so resonant to me. I feel like so frequently I'm trying to think about how to communicate and how to say what I want to say. And really my, my very first instinct is to write. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so, you know, it's interesting because, you know, when I speak to children and I I mean, I would say it's, there's people that are the writers that are the speakers. And then growing up, if you were introverted or shy like me, and maybe perhaps you were, I, I kind of find that correlation and, 
you know, kids that are on the Shire spectrum will come up afterwards and say, I'm shy too. And, and so for me, it's giving them hope that not that they should, you know, change or, or not like themselves. And Unicorn Jazz, it really does just that embraces that we are all unique. We're supposed to be. Imagine if I wasn't shy, if I wasn't writing, because that's what my expression form was, I, I wouldn't be who I am today. So even though growing up, I always thought it was cool to be like the popular kids and, you know, they were tended to be more extroverted. They did have their voice. It, you know, it really taught me to watch the world, observe it more. And, and you know, I, I writing an English language and going into college, uh, professors always would recognize and honor that I was one of their top students. And, and so for me, the reason I love going back to to children in elementary school is, is one, it's a way of like me revisiting my childhood. If there was a speaker that came in and said, you know, in the messages, like it's, whatever you do is okay. We are all supposed to have different interests. That's what the thing I do my, my book and show and songs about is that we all have different things we do and, and to learn from one another, you know, we need teamwork in this world. We need the people that are the speakers. We need the singer songwriters. We need the, you know, all these different people working together. When you started looking at, you know, your first book, how did that, how did it take the step from this is an idea to something I'm doing? Is it for my children's book series or be the books before that for you? I think I'm, I'm curious about your first book. And then I'm curious okay. about this leap into children's authorship yeah. as well, because yeah. it's, it's a completely different world. Yeah. <laughs> it sure is and I had no clue how much fun I was going to have and I get to pretty be like I'm seven years old with wisdom and sharing that wisdom to younger generations um yeah so um I learned I took courses on how to self-publish I want to say maybe 16 plus years ago and um back then I I had my own business as an entrepreneur um I had a mortgage and real estate company and then like I said I've helped all kinds of businesses um and I learned how to self-publish and it, you know, it's a series of steps and, and then you get done. That's kind of it. It seems hard. And, you know, there's a big percentage of people that want to write a book and or story and never finish it. Um, thanks to technology today, it, it, there are tools to help you and courses out there. Um, and so once I kept writing different books, I wrote a book called color your message, the art of digital marketing and social media when Twitter and, and Instagram, all these social media platforms are coming out because I was still in the marketing spectrum. And I, I saw my colleagues, my peers, my business peers saying, oh, that Twitter is going to go away and I don't get Instagram. And I was like, it is not going to go away. And, you know, technology is really anything invented after you were born. And so I knew it was an opportunity for me to teach it to what I would call the business dinosaur. And they would call themselves that too, because if they didn't understand it, their business was going to die or suffer. I mean, look at Blockbuster. They were yeah. everywhere. Enter Netflix. What would happen if Blockbuster was innovative and, you know, things like that. And, and during the pandemic, many of us learned also the, the art of change that must occur. <laughs> yeah. And and so I realized, uh, you know, in, in writing that book, a lot of, you know, my, my clients or new clients said, I, I don't want to learn how to do this. I just want to hire you. And, and, and really, again, as a business owner, I, the mistake I see people making is that they try to, you know, cut corners and do their own marketing without having any experience in marketing. And that's like me, you know, if I want to be to adjust my back and, you know, take books and not go to a chiropractor, you know, as an example. And, 
And so I, I realized how fortunate I was that I did have that marketing background and the voice and learn, you know, when Twitter, into Twitter, that you had to make a message, you know, 140 characters or so. And so when I wanted to create the, the children's brand and the books, and, and what the beautiful thing is about writing a book is that it's your own intellectual property, your own IP. And I knew that I wanted to do more than just books, but writing was already easy for me. I've, I've published many books. I've helped people launch their books, brand new authors that didn't think they could do it. Teenagers launched their books that I say is a series of steps. You do action goals and then you're done. Is it a lot of work? Yes. If you want to get something done, can you do it? Yes. And, uh, and so from the Unicorn Jazz series, it was, I started going into schools and, and having that platform um, of speaking to hundreds of kids to a thousand at a time. I mean, how wonderful and what an honor and privilege that is. And I realized how much more of a personal responsibility and moral responsibility I was having with the messages that went beyond the books and the characters that are fun. The art is amazing. That's done by Davey Villalobos, my illustrator in Texas. And uh, so many people that come together, librarians, teachers, students that want the next book and they just get dive into it. And, and so for me, it's, it's been the greatest work of my life. And, and it's a purpose, you know, obviously if any of us have a purpose to give back, we're, our cup is full. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. If you were to give advice to yourself back when you were first starting writing Unicorn Jazz in that particular series, what advice would you give yourself? Um, I probably would have wanted to, I, to have a, a bigger team in that sense. Um, I will say, cause I was my own marketing department that, that did help. Um, I did go pretty fast, I will say, and, and the brand was built very fast. And that's, and I will say that's because I did have a team of people that believed in me. I mean, I really took the people that I use in building companies and just transitioned them into unicorn jazz. And then, you know, every year I'm, I work with new interns or find new di different people that, that believe in the work. And since the pandemic, I was stopped from going into schools and that's, you know, kind of like, um, you know, artists were stopped from and, and entertainers. And rather than say, what can't I do? What can I do? So I use that pandemic time to create all kinds of educational content video. I have my show on Amazon TV it's called The Thing I Do. And I've got kid actors and singers and people from all over the country to send in little video clips that behind the scenes we directed, merge them together to put what's been called like a modern day Sesame Street, you know, and, and I want to say like, I knew Baby Einstein was started out of a woman's garage with just about an $18,000 budget and years later she sold it to Disney. So for me, I, it's important to think big, have vision, don't give up and believe in yourself. Oh, so much gold in there. Thinking big and believing in yourself. And really, like, throughout this conversation, you've mentioned a few models. You know, the woman who created Baby Einstein, how Netflix disrupted Blockbuster. Like, creating an environment where you are informed by what's possible, I feel like that is one of those key differentiators when I'm looking at people that are on a success path. Yes. Right? It yes. Is, they are looking and they are aware of what success looks like in other people. Not that you're doing it the way they did it. Right. But just you have a frame of reference of what's possible. 
Yeah, and on that note, what I have found with the businesses that I've represented, especially when they're in their startup phase, that's when you want to ask for the most help because people and be authentic and say like, you know, I know my brand looks big, but I'm really in a startup phase. I'm self-funding this. I changed my life. I no longer, you know, do for me marketing, da, da, da. Will you help me? Or during the pandemic, when I reached out to, you know, children's parents, because that's what you have to go through when you're working with children, who like, you know, um, Emily Isabel, who's one of my unicorn jazz kids um, in New York, Brett Drennan and his and um, his mom, and Winter Donnelly, who's, you know, Broadway senior, all these professional kids that said, one, if it wasn't for the pandemic, you wouldn't, my kids wouldn't be able to lend their time and talent. And, and I said, okay, but we have that time the same as me. And, and then really having the time to listen to each other, build those relationships, because during the pandemic, I made friends that are now lifelong friends, family, and people that some to date I haven't met yet. Um, and we started doing what I, what Unicorn Jazz is known for is bringing happiness to kids. And it's been de described as a movement um, behind the scenes when I said, well, let's, again, let's focus on what we can do. And, you know, with, when you have talent and you're creative, you want to lend that versus suppress it. So it was a fun way to then get people together, kids, um, you know, for December, we put together for Children's Hospital of Orange County, a 12 days of Christmas rendition. I wrote a fun new take on it using Zoom-like concepts. You know, it's a music video where we donated everything to bring awareness. So every kid has a part of a 12 days of Christmas and just coming together and bringing that community. It, it was, you know, there was, it was not about the reward of monetary. It was that, you know, if you have a talent and time to give that you should do it. Mm. That focusing on what you can do and really mm -hmm. looking for, what unique opportunity is revealed within the constraint of today? That's yeah. the magic. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a saying, it's not mine. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. And, and, you know, if you tell people and you know what your message is and you're clear and concise, you know, people will help you. And, and that's for me, it's just been being authentic and telling people. And, and as the show, the thing I do, you know, is out on Amazon TV, you know, guess what? All the people that, that lend their professional time and talent, I get all, you know, as we raise awareness and get more media, I get to go on great platforms like your show. We get to still work with them. We help each other. And, and for me, I always say there's currency in helping people as well. Mm. Yes. And looking at the value, you know, not just the current, but like the value that you receive in being of help and how reciprocal that feeling is. Yes. Oh yeah. gosh, so much so, so much so. And then, you know, I, I'm one of those people that you help me, I'm, I'm gonna help you back. It's, you know, not that it has to be tip for tap, but you know, I, my background is marketing and branding. So when I see all these people that I've made create relationships, relationships and bridge those collaborations, I mean, I'm gonna, you know, connect them with people because that's what you should do. Um, and then also a lot of gives that we do, you know, we have charity partners now that we do with book drive donations, like Erin um, Community Culture Center in Los Angeles. It's a food bank and they serve the Los Angeles community there. Uh, Shade Tree in a, an orphanage in Las Vegas and the Children's Hospital of Orange County. So for me, I'm a children's author. I want to. I want children to know the books, and I. I have many children's author friends, and when we put out messages like, "Can you donate one book? Can you donate five books?" and then we get the kids involved, they are donating their allowances. 
to give back, you know, it's a book. How can you not want to help another kid in need, you know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like over, you know, since having my kids really leaning into children's books and seeing how the message, it's not just for the kids. Right. That's very true. Because it's always nice when the adults, you know, read the books, they, you know, some of my books are stories on Amazon TV, on YouTube, the songs, you know, I have a whole children's song album. And the parents and you, like you said, being a mom, I did you sing to your children when they were young? Yeah. Okay, I did too. And I'm not a good singer and I still sing. <laughs> and so for me, I was like, what would a children's book be without a song? So I wrote many songs. And uh it's, you know, kind of, again, with Sesame Street, if you think of the music, the music ties in a memory to meaning and, and it's really timeless. So all of this to me has been so much fun and being able to share that with family after family and parents getting the messages, like you said, being able to then go, a lot of them, they are touched by the messages or things for them when they were a child as well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's so much delight in children's books. And to be an adult and to take the moment to experience it with them, that's the right. gift. Right. And, and, you know, being a mom yourself, I, I mean, I, I love being a mom with young children. I love that if your children don't know when they're young, like how much wisdom you have or don't have, or you could Google or YouTube it, you know, but at the same time, um, I love that you get to be young again, that young at heart. And a lot of times when we all grow up in adults, we lose that, the balance of being young at heart. And then that interest, into responsibility, all these different things. So for me, even though like I kind of described my life in work as Benjamin Button, like I started working with adults and then I worked with, you know, teens, I wrote Skip a Step for Teens. And then I worked with children and now even babies with some stuff I'm doing. Um, I, my greatest work is working with children. I, how can you not, that preciousness, that being able, you know, put getting my puppets out when I go somewhere and the kids just lighting up, I light up because uh, to me, I, the puppet's not shy, but you know, my natural state was shy. Yeah. Oh, there's so much there. Thank I'm curious, you. what are you most excited about that's coming up? I'm so excited about going and traveling until as long as I can, till the day I die, reaching children everywhere with the messages, you know, getting my books in more languages. My books are in Spanish. One of them has just been translated into French, being happy with unicorn jazz and friends. Uh, for me to be able to, to have the honor and privilege of speaking to an entire school. Like if a fifth grade school, you know, writes me a teacher, I'll be like, well, why just stop there? Let me speak to all the students. And it pretty much happens. And then to be able then to share behind the scenes to the kids of, you know, they are very interested in how, you know, what green screen is, how did I create the puppets that came from the books that came from the characters and the kids that love music, the kids that love art and getting them excited about what they're going to, you know, gain for the rest of their life. And to really then impress upon them to enjoy their creativeness and their interests. And because as we grow up and people are living longer than ever before, you know, 10,000 people turn 65 every day. And so for me, I want people to have fun and happiness in life. And, and that we're all a diverse group of people with different interests and talents. 
and that we can rise up together by supporting each other for the greater good. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Like there's so much, there's magic in what happens when we can do that. Right. And it's a beautiful thing then to teach your children that. And then they teach their children that because, you know, I, I've had different businesses and, you know, I've had, I've been very blessed to, to be able to have material things in my life and, and then not have material things in my life. And then to really realize that the greatest source of, of happiness and joy is one to give your life away in, in whatever that means for, for each of us, what we believe in and the causes we believe in. And then um, to also have balance in what I call five areas of life, family, friends, your career, your business, connection and adventure. And all of this is this thing called life and it's a balancing act. And there's no right, there's no you know, mom manual as you, we know. Uh, but when you can take the greatest wisdom from different people and then impress upon them as a younger, as a young child or whenever you can, I just feel like the work I do, if I, if someone likes the voices that I could give now were there for me when I was younger, it's, it would have really helped me, but that's okay. I collectively learned from thousands of people and the voice I give today is not mine. It's collective work that I've just learned. I, I feel very excited about what becomes possible by equipping our children and our children's children with what we wish we knew when. Right? Yeah. And it's like, wow, not having this particular set of limiting beliefs or <laughs> having this set of, you know, potential in right. your field of view, that's going to unlock right. so much. Well, gosh, it's so, there's so many things to this thing called life, you know, communication. I grew up with a mom that was shy. Well, I wonder where I got that from, you know, like, how was I going to learn how to communicate? My sisters and I, we kind of taught each other. And then, you know, thankfully my grandmother who only had a third grade education because she was forced to drop out of school to raise her, her, her siblings because her mother passed away. And all she said was get an education. So I, I believe grandma and I, we live in the United States of America where we have freedom and opportunity for education. We have free public access to education. And so there's always a way to change your life around. And, and I, you know, I'm just a story of among many people that, that, you know, didn't have a lot growing up. And, and when I stand in front of schools that are, you know, in the, the lower socioeconomic, you know, level schools, that was kind of the school that I went to. Um, those schools really touched my heart because, I can stand up there and I could be in almost every of those kids shoes and giving them the belief and hope. And that's what my character Wolf the Crow in my book series does. So he's a, a crow and he's a friend that believes in you. And that's, those kinds of things can be life-changing for young people. And for adults. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, the adults in the room, the teachers, the educators, when I'm speaking, they, they, are, they are always touched as well. But for me, um, it's still touching that young inner child within, that's within all of us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lisa, I've loved this conversation. I've got a lightning round of questions, but before we jump into that, is there anything that you wanted to share that we didn't get into? Um, just thank you if you're listening to this and thank you, Cass, for having me on your show. If you are a teacher, parent, educator, um, I would love to come to your school area, whether it's a virtual uh, author visit in person. Um, I, you can find me at unicornjazz.com. I'm on all the social media and I do 
give back to people. Um, and really, you know, almost everyone knows a kid at some point. And so when there's a kid, there's a teacher, there's a parent. And I just like staying connected to those people. Awesome. All right, lightning round. Go to okay. song when you want to up your energy. <laughs> Um, I like Duran Duran, um, Come Undone, that one. What time do you wake up? I'm sorry, what time do what? I wake up? Oh, oh my gosh, I'm a super early bird. I could be 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. My brain just wakes up, that's my creative time. What does breakfast look like? Oh, I typically have eggs in the morning and coffee. Yes, that's what I like. Do you have a favorite ritual? I love to walk and I'm so grateful I live um, near the beach today. I didn't grow up having that in, in my back pocket. Uh, so my ritual would be that I, I get in a walk, I can get in conversations and have um, phone calls with people and stay connected. A book you've given or recommended the most, not your own. Oh, I love Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. That's a mm. great, great book. What are you doing imperfectly, but with great joy? <laughs> imperfectly, I don't have a lot of patience <laughs> and I laugh about it. I also, um, my imperfections is I can't say my R's or W's very well. So I'll laugh at myself <laughs> with that. <laughs> uh, remind us, Lisa, where can we find you online? Yes, at lisacaprelli.com or at unicornjazz.com. And I'd love connecting with anyone. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Cass. Oh, I love this. Thanks for listening today. I would love your review. Wherever you've listened to this podcast, head on back to that podcast app and give us a five-star review. It will help this episode and all future episodes reach more amazing people just like you.